In today's episode, we're going to talk about what's happening around the world from breaking news in Israel, Ukraine, Gaza, India, Russia, Palestine, Yemen, North Korea, and more. We'll also dive into some interesting topics like the escalating tensions between the US and Israel, global statements made at the Third South Summit, Australia's diplomacy at the UN, and a moral global clash over Gaza, war faced by a city council. Plus, we'll uncover some truths about world affairs, including revealing soldier identities, conflict tolls, and Ukraine's conscription evasion. And finally, we'll take a closer look at the unfolding crises in Israel, exposing some shocking realities and important questions about the Middle East crisis. So sit back, relax, and let's explore what's happening in the world together. Escalating tensions between the US and Israel over the future of a Palestinian state. President Biden and Prime Minister Netanyahu have different views on the establishment of a Palestinian state after Israel's war with Hamas. Netanyahu wants to maintain security control west of the Jordan River, while Biden supports a two-state solution. Their different viewpoints are causing a lot of tension between the two countries. We're seeing a tug of war between national interests and global diplomatic goals, with both leaders trying to come up with a plan for post-war governance in Gaza. The Biden team is trying to tie progress on a two-state solution with normalization with Saudi Arabia, which is creating more friction with Netanyahu. Meanwhile, the Palestinian Health Ministry reports over 25,000 casualties in Gaza, further highlighting the human toll of the conflict. As the US, Egypt, and Qatar work towards a diplomatic resolution, Netanyahu is rejecting Hamas's demands for ending the war. It's a tough situation, and we're wondering if global powers can find common ground to navigate the complexities of post-war governance. A classified US report reveals that Israeli forces haven't achieved their objective of destroying Hamas. The struggle for dominance on the international stage is a complex issue, and both leaders are facing challenges in their domestic political situations. As we look at this complex web of international relations, it's clear that the US and Israel are playing a high-stakes game. How will this affect the broader Middle East dynamics, and can a resolution be found to secure lasting peace? We'll delve into the inspiring and impactful statements made by Dr. Mohammad Maliki bin Osman at the Third South Summit in Uganda. Dr. Osman started by congratulating Uganda for hosting the summit and leading the G77 and China. He expressed confidence in building a stronger global South. As we celebrate the G77 and China's 60th anniversary, he reflected on the remarkable progress in human capital development, citing a substantial drop in extreme poverty. But as we all know, the road ahead is uncertain. Driven by challenges like the lingering pandemic impact, economic volatility, and the formidable issue of climate change, the World Bank projects a slower growth rate for developing countries in 2024. Dr. Osman emphasized the vulnerability of small island nations to climate change. The setbacks aren't just 
statistics, they represent a significant rollback of hard-earned development gains. Dr. Osman highlighted Undiza's data, revealing an increase in food insecurity and a slowdown in sustainable development goals progress. The challenges are real and the consequences are felt globally. But there's hope as the G77 and China with its unique role at the UN, Dr. Osman urged collective action. He emphasized the importance of the 2030 Agenda and SDGs, which are vital for the progress of developing nations. The G77 and China is positioned to amplify the voice of the Global South and work within a rules-based framework for collective solutions. Now, let's dive into Singapore's commitments. Dr. Osman outlined four key areas, climate change, trade, technology, and global governance. Singapore pledged support, especially in addressing climate challenges. Initiatives like FAST-P and the Sustainability Action Package showcase their dedication to green transition and global cooperation. Trade is a crucial focus, echoing concerns about protectionist measures. Dr. Osman emphasized the significance of an open and rules-based multilateral trading system. Moving on to technology, Singapore recognizes its potential but stresses the need for concerted efforts to bridge digital divides and promote inclusion. In the finale, Dr. Osman called for a transformation in global governance. Singapore supports reforming key institutions for a more inclusive system. He highlighted the G77 and China's input to the Pact of the Future and committed to collaboration for outcomes benefiting all, especially developing nations, closing with a reaffirmation of Singapore's commitment to a better tomorrow. Dr. Osman's words resonated with us. During the 78th UN General Assembly, Australia's Foreign Minister Penny Wong delivered a crucial speech highlighting various global issues such as climate change and peace building. Wong showed Australia's commitment to a world of shared prosperity. Wong emphasized Australia's role as an Indo-Pacific leader and presented a vision where no country dominates. She called for collective global action rooted in the principles of the 2030 Agenda and urged for a world where shared sustainable development goals drive progress. However, the reality of the international community paints a different picture. While countries pledge unity, interests often overshadow the pursuit of peace. Events like the Russia-Ukraine war and conflicts in the Middle East expose the challenges of a global system tested by national interests. Wong strategically marketed Australia's bid for COP31 and a Security Council seat for 2029-30 and promoted multilateral development banks, aligning them with Australia's new international development policy. However, behind diplomatic niceties, Wong addressed the rising tensions with China, calling for strategic reassurance, military risk reduction and transparency. Australia's critique of global governance frameworks mirrored the ongoing discourse, raising questions about the potential hardening of lines in the face of global challenges. As the 78th session aimed to rebuild trust and ignite global solidarity, national interest persisted. 
In the complex dance of diplomacy, Australia showcased middle power, finesse. Will the world's nations find common ground amidst the echoes of national interests? Only time will tell. The Santa Cruz City Council faced a tough question of whether to officially call for a ceasefire in the Gaza war. But their decision to reject the resolution sparked a heated debate, revealing the challenges of navigating global issues at the local level. The council received 10 hours of public testimony and it resulted in an outburst showcasing the divisive nature of international matters on the community scale. But let's ask ourselves, was this a distraction from more pressing local concerns such as the fate of a monumental redwood tree? The ceasefire resolution aimed at addressing global conflicts but led to inflamed divisions locally. We'll explore whether such symbolic gestures distract from urgent local issues such as the impact of tree removal on the city's habitat. This episode also raises questions about the City Council's priorities, especially in a time of climate emergency. The sacrifice of mature trees for urban development clashes with climate-conscious commitments. How do local decisions align with global climate action? The towering redwood on Walnut Street becomes a symbol of the broader debate. Significant revelation concerning the Russian soldiers in Ukraine. Breaking through open source research, Mediazona and BBC Russia have uncovered the identities of 42,284 Russian soldiers who lost their lives in Ukraine's conflict since February 2022. This revelation sheds light on the human cost of Russia's full-scale invasion. In a recent update, 1,685 additional names were added to the casualty list, emphasizing the ongoing toll of this conflict. It's essential to note that these figures are likely an underestimation, sourced from public records, obituaries, and reports by local authorities. Among the heartbreaking losses are four soldiers who fell victim to a Ukrainian missile strike on the Russian landing ship Novocherkask. The attack, claiming 74 lives and injuring 27, adds a grim layer to the already devastating narrative. The data reveals a stark reality. Over 3,000 officers, including 349 of high rank, have sacrificed their lives in the line of duty. Additionally, nearly 5,089 newly recruited soldiers have faced casualties, emphasizing the widespread impact on Russia's military. Geographically, regions like Krasnodar, Sverdlovsk, Bashkiria, Chelyabinsk, Moscow, and Buryatia bear the brunt of the losses. However, the total estimates of casualties vary widely, with Ukraine's armed forces suggesting a staggering 376,030 Russian troops affected. This revelation prompts reflection on the human cost of conflicts. We'll delve into the intricate details of the Russia-Ukraine war on day 698. Brace yourselves for a roller coaster of emotions. Tragedy strikes in Donetsk, Ukraine, as deadly shelling hits a suburban market, claiming 25 lives and injuring 20 people. Conflicting reports emerge, with Ukraine denying responsibility. The chaos unfolds, leaving us gasping at the human toll amid the fog of war. 
A chemical plant near St. Petersburg erupts in flames after Ukrainian drone attacks. The special operation by Ukraine's SBU security service adds another layer of complexity. It's a stark reminder that conflicts extend beyond borders, impacting lives and industries. In Kharkiv, Ukraine's ground forces view Russia's capture of Krokmalny as a temporary setback. The struggle for control continues with conflicting narratives adding to the uncertainty. The toll on both sides becomes more apparent, leaving us in a state of somber reflection. A staggering claim emerges as Ukraine states that Russia lost over 376,000 troops in the conflict. This number is unverified but impactful, emphasizing the immense human cost. The exhaustion and sacrifice on both ends become palpable in the face of such colossal figures. In a surprising revelation, North Korea emerges as Russia's largest arms supplier. Ukrainian intelligence sheds light on Moscow's troop challenges. It's a moment to ponder the geopolitical chessboard and how alliances shape the dynamics of war. UK's Grant Shapps calls on Europe to step up support for Ukraine. A plea for solidarity echoes, emphasizing the need for collective action. The geopolitical chessboard takes center stage again, reminding us of the interconnectedness of nations in times of crisis. Zaporizhia region bears the brunt with 95 strikes in a day. The toll on civilians is evident and stories of injuries and destruction tug at our empathy. It's a stark reminder that conflict extends far beyond military strategies, impacting innocent lives. In a twist, Slovakia reverses its cooperation ban with Belarus and Russia. Geopolitical shifts continue and we witness the delicate dance of international relations. The intricacies of diplomatic decisions add another layer to the complex puzzle. Amid the chaos, Ukrainian tennis player Marta Kostyuk pens a poignant note, urging the world not to forget the war amid sporting events. A moment of reflection as we realize the impact of conflicts on various aspects of life. Thousands of people fleeing conscription in Ukraine. Behind the headlines, Ukrainian men are hiding, haunted by fear and mistrust in the military system. Our journey begins in the shadows, where life or death decisions are made to escape the call to the front line. In this clandestine struggle, men make tough choices, like staying at home or fleeing with falsified documents, desperately evading the grasp of military recruitment officers. It's a tale of desperation, where even a child's disability becomes a ticket to precarious freedom. Meet Sergei, a 31-year-old man who shares his fears of being drafted to the front line without proper training. The thought of the psychological toll of war looms as he grapples with the choice between duty and the desire for a future. Caught in the crossfire of uncertainty, Sergei echoes the sentiment of many who question their suitability for the front line. The draft notice haunts him as vivid tales of unprepared soldiers sent to meet their fate leave an indelible mark. As thousands, like Sergei, seek refuge, the question arises, is their evasion critical to Ukraine's defense amid the chaos, concerns about the fairness 
of the mobilization system emerge as critics advocate for alternatives to ensure a more just selection. Alex, a 27-year-old with a heart condition, grapples with volunteering again, fearing the frontline fate, awaiting those once considered unfit. Stories of incorrect procedures and doubts about transparent mobilization systems cast a shadow over the willingness to serve. In the midst of uncertainty, Yuri Kashinov, a military expert, highlights flaws in the system. The inefficiencies in mobilization, the misuse of specialized skills, and the urgent need for a fair selection process become apparent. Andri, a 28-year-old seeking anonymity abroad, shares a personal journey driven by fear of the front line. The changing legislation, stricter mobilization rules, and the responsibility to protect loved ones push people like Andri to make difficult choices. I just decided not to leave it to chance, not to believe that I would be let go if the military picked me up on the streets because I will not survive on the front line. All this new legislation makes mobilization stricter and stricter. The opportunity today might not be there tomorrow. I have a responsibility to care for my mother and myself. I did not want to be taken and I have a lot of friends who feel the same. I will not come back until after the war. If I have to pay some fine for avoiding mobilization after the war, it will be okay and I will pay it. But if there is a criminal case and I need to do real time in jail, I will not come back, says Andrew. We'd warnings from leaders like President Biden and NATO Secretary General Stoltenberg will explore the potential consequences of a Russian victory in Ukraine. What if the promised aid doesn't arrive? Let's imagine the possibilities and see what could happen. If the US and EU fail to deliver the promised 60 billion and 50 billion respectively, what would happen? We'll take a hypothetical look at a situation in which Ukraine becomes helpless and surrenders to Russian occupation. The consequences could be disastrous. Picture a scenario where Putin's forces take over Ukraine and brutally dominate the country. This could lead to unspeakable atrocities committed under Russian rule. But the ripple effects might not stop there. Could Poland be the next target in Putin's geopolitical chess game? We'll examine Putin's playbook, which is known for using proxy armies and deniable invasions. As we explore the potential betrayal of Article 5 of the NATO Charter, we'll ask some tough questions. Will NATO honor its commitment or will historical betrayals repeat themselves, leaving Poland vulnerable once again? The possibility of World War III hangs in the balance. Can the US and EU avert this perilous path by fulfilling their promises to Ukraine? Israel has released shocking images, revealing the conditions inside a tunnel where 20 hostages were held. Cramped cells and children's drawings tell a tale of despair and captivity. Protesters gather outside Netanyahu's residence, demanding the return of Israeli hostages held in Gaza. Tensions rise as families seek answers and plead for the safe release of their loved ones. Netanyahu stands firm despite international pressure, refusing to back down on Israel's security control over Gaza. The political tension escalates 
leaving the possibility of a peaceful resolution uncertain. Scotland's First Minister condemns Netanyahu's stance as dangerous. Global leaders express concern, emphasizing the need for progress towards a two-state solution for lasting peace. The UK's chief rabbi speaks out against rising anti-Semitism, rallying support for Israel. A march against anti-Semitism in Manchester becomes a symbol of unity amid growing tensions. Amidst the chaos, Israel announces the death of a hostage captured by Hamas. Sergeant Shay Levinson's fate adds to the grim toll of the ongoing conflict. As Israel's military operations face global criticism, the UN chief calls the death toll in Gaza heartbreaking. The conflict's impact reverberates on a scale unseen in recent history. A French warship serves as a makeshift hospital treating injured Gazans. Humanitarian efforts strive to provide medical care amid the region's overwhelmed healthcare infrastructure. CNN reveals that during military operations, IDF heavily damages 16 Gaza cemeteries, using them as outposts. Gravestones ruined, bodies unearthed, raising concerns about the violation of international law. Eyewitnesses, satellite imagery, and social media footage expose the extent of the damage. CNN reporters, driven through a graveyard in an APC, witnessed the aftermath, revealing a disturbing reality. The ongoing war, triggered by a devastating Hamas attack on Israel, has led to a complex situation. Thousands abducted, hostages held, and now cemeteries turned into military posts, intensifying the humanitarian crisis. CNN's investigation raises questions about the intentional destruction of cemeteries, a potential violation of international law. The IDF's response leaves uncertainties, claiming military necessity in targeting alleged Hamas use sites. As the conflict continues, heartbreaking stories emerge, families unable to locate graves, scenes of destruction, and calls for international intervention to protect Palestinian civilians. The IDF's admission of removing bodies raises further concerns, a critical mission to rescue hostages, but allegations of desecrating cemeteries add another layer to the complexity of this conflict. Remember, GeoRuma brings you news updates, not professional advice. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so please subscribe, comment, like, and share your views. Stay informed, stay curious, and consult with licensed professionals for personalized guidance. Thank you for tuning in to GeoRuma, your friendly window to the complexities of world affairs. Until next time, this is Tochukwu Okonkwor signing off. Keep the global conversation alive. Mm -hmm.